the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Together for Good. Together for Good is brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio, and the foundation exists to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by providing needed funds for health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. And today we're joined by the leader and also founder of Team Ability, which is a nonprofit here in San Antonio that works with folks with complex disabilities. So it's my privilege and honor to have Barbara Goldman here, who uh, is the CEO and founder of Team Ability. And Barbara holds a Master of Arts degree in education of the visually impaired from Teachers College, Columbia University. While teaching the visually impaired at a local school district, Barbara initiated a unique approach to teaching children with severe multiple disabilities. Utilizing evidence-based practices, she launched a transdisciplinary program designed to improve outcomes for the district's most challenged and complex children. The success of this program was the impetus for her founding team ability in 2003, and Barbara has served as its CEO for 20 years, way back to 2003. And I was looking, Barbara, the foundation, Baptist Health Foundation, has known about you since 2009. So our relationship uh, goes way back. So grateful you're with us here today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, tell us, uh, I've, I've kind of given you a little lead in here, but tell us more of your story and, and how you came to create Team Ability. Give us more details. Well, when I grew up in a small town in upstate New York, my very dear friend was blind, totally blind. And I realized how little opportunity she had and how she was judged based on her blindness. Well, we both went off to college, and lo and behold, I discovered that there was actually a major called special education, and that I could become a teacher of the blind and visually impaired, or any other disability for that matter, and have an impact on how services were delivered and how people viewed persons with disabilities. Uh, And so I did that, and that became my career. And I practiced that career until I took a 22-year hiatus to be an Army wife, professional volunteer, and to raise with my husband three children. Well, we landed in San Antonio, and kids were starting college, so it was time for me to do some paid work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I went to a local school district as a teacher of the visually impaired, and I was shocked because my caseload did not have Braille readers or children with congenital cataracts or glaucoma. Instead, the majority of my caseload were children with severe multiple disabilities. Mm. And I just, I didn't know what to do. I had never seen a child with that level of disabilities. Mm. 
In the 22 years that I had not been teaching, medical science had advanced so far that ordinary things that I used to deal with with children had been prevented. And instead, children who would have previously succumbed to catastrophic illnesses, prematurity, traumatic brain injuries, were surviving. Mm. But many of them were surviving with severe disabilities. And so I pitched in. It was my responsibility to help these children learn and progress. And I think based on my early experiences with my friend who was totally blind, I saw right away the lack of understanding of human potential in these children. And I began working with colleagues. And then one day I said, well, what we're doing works. We have a new method of working educationally and therapeutically as a team. And parents are happier. Teachers are happier. The children are demonstrating progress. This shouldn't be limited to one school district. I'll go start a nonprofit. Hmm. And so I did. And that was in, in 2003. Well, let me just say on behalf of the community, thank you. For being here, I'm glad you and your husband landed here after the military. So and we. <laughs> what a what a step of faith uh, to to do what you've done, and uh, we're just we're grateful uh, for the impact that you and Team Ability have had on the community. What are what are some of the biggest milestones in Team Ability's history? Well, I guess the first one was actually getting our 501c3 <laughs> and, and being <laughs> legitimate. It's like okay, we did it. Somebody believes that we can actually do this. I, you know, yeah, it was the government rubber stamp our $500 application, but it it meant a lot. Um, Our first paycheck, which was for doing a workshop for the Division for Blind Services, as it used to be called, I think it was $2,500 for doing a parent workshop. It was like, we're making money. We have money. After that, you know, we were working out of our cars doing in-home services uh, and school district support. And my dream was always to have a center-based program. And in 2008, that dream became a reality when we moved into our first center. Mm. Between then and 2019, when we were named the Small Nonprofit of the Year by the San Antonio Express News, we worked really, really hard to prove that we had positive outcomes. And by 2019, we had become the go-to resource for persons with disabilities of the complex nature mm-hmm. in San Antonio and in the region. Mm-hmm. And on that basis, we were chosen to become the therapy anchor at the multi-assistant center at Morgan's Wonderland, which I see so far as our greatest achievement designing and moving into and now blossoming in a new clinic at the multi-assistant center. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that in in just a minute. I want to hear more about that. But uh, several of y'all's catchphrases, team ability is not a miracle, but it is a place where miracles happen. Your focus is on ability, not disability. Uh, Can you elaborate on that, uh, that, you know, team ability sees ability first? When a person encounters someone who has a disability, whether it's a sensory disability, a motor disability, intellectual combination, the very first thing they see is the disability. And the very direction that they take is thinking about what that person cannot do. 
And at TeamAbility, as our name says, we see ability first. We see the human potential. We know that every person has potential, no matter how severe their disabilities. And it's our goal to help each and every one of our clients, our patients, achieve that potential. We are not a miracle because in my journey to learn what to do for these children, I discovered that a lot of work had already been done in the area, except it was never put together in a way that resulted in outcomes in the real world where these people live and thrive. Instead, they were doctoral dissertations or something that was tried at a model school. Mm. And so it wasn't rocket science. I didn't create a miracle. I just created a place where miracles happen. That's right. Do you have an average patient? No, we don't. Mm -hmm. Because every person who has a disability is different. Mm -hmm. No one size fits all. No one size fits all. On paper... Many of these children, and this is a, a part of the problem for which we hope to be the solution, they, a lot of these children look the same on paper. They function above infancy level barely, nonverbal, mm-hmm. vision impairment, G-tube fed, seizure disorder. So on paper, it's like, oh, yeah, another child with severe and profound disabilities. Mm-hmm. But each child has his or her own way of learning, of interacting with the environment, of processing information. And that's why our model works, because we have highly qualified occupational, physical, and speech therapists working collaboratively with highly qualified special educators. Mm. The educators help the therapist understand what motivates a child, what they will want to do to improve their functional skills. Right, right. Do you have adult patients? Yes, we do. Uh, Initially, we were serving children only, but as we grew and saw, wait a minute, the school bus stops, doctors change, insurance changes, and... Then these families have nothing. Mm. Uh, it's very hard to access services as an adult. Somehow, the people who decide funding uh, think that when you turn 21, your disabilities just disappear <laughs> and that you never needed all of that support and you'll never need any more. Um, And so we worked really hard to become a licensed Medicaid, Medicare clinic. Uh, And so now we're licensed and regulated, and that allows us to see adults and bill insurance for that adult care. Right. That that kind of leads me to my next question about the the families that have financial need, that you're able to to help folks that, that have more need than someone else. At this time, we don't charge for any of our programs. We do. Uh, we are a provider for almost every single commercial insurance company, several Medicaid waiver programs, Medicaid, Medicare. And so we do bill insurance for the therapy portion of our programs. That is only about at this point in time, 25% of our revenue. Mm -hmm. The rest of our programming and support for these families comes from fundraising, individual and corporate donors, uh, 
and grant writing and uh, seeking support that way. And, and so far, we've been able to keep it that way. We hope to be able to do that in the future, That we're, um, but our programs are, are free of charge. Mm-hmm. We try to connect any family that's uninsured with a resource to help them acquire insurance, connect them with state agencies that provide support. We collaborate with a lot of a lot of local service providers. Good, good. Uh, Barbara, can you define for our audience what is meant by complex disability? Yes, I will try. <laughs> when T-Mobility was founded specifically for children with what we said were complex disabilities, that population was primarily children that had a combination of sensory, motor, and cognitive disabilities combined with what we call medical fragility. Mm. As I mentioned, seizure disorders, G-tube fed, respiratory weaknesses. And we had specific programs that we implemented that were implemented nowhere else. Uh, And that made us unique. And, And we were humming along like that. And then we started noticing changes because we've been in existence for 20 years now. So, of course, the medical advances that happened when I was an Army wife and mother, it's been almost that long again. And so there have been equal, if not more, medical advances. And so what we're finding now is more and more children surviving traumatic brain injuries and adults with very subtle disabilities. So these children might appear typical, maybe have a paralysis on one side or have lost vision in an eye, but they have subtle learning disabilities. They have sensory processing disorders, psycholinguistic disabilities. And so the definition of complexity is really, really changing and encompassing more. I'd say it's more of a spectrum now because I can honestly say that I don't think I've ever met a person who has a, just a disability. Mm-hmm. There's always the social, emotional, or, or how it affects learning. There's always something else. But mm-hmm. I've learned a lot in 20 years, and so... Our vision of complexity is different. Right. So maybe to sum it up, there's multiple solutions for multiple disabilities. That's our tagline. That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) Good. Thank you for joining uh, Together for Good. Uh, This is hosted by the Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. We're speaking today with Barbara Goldman, who's the CEO of Teamability, which is a local nonprofit dedicated to helping children and adults with complex disabilities achieve their full potential. Um, Barbara, your website mentions collaboration with local universities. Can you tell us more about what you're doing with local universities? Well, when we discovered early on that we were the go-to resource and that how we approach complex disabilities was being done nowhere else, it became a part of our mission to train the next generation of providers. Uh, We don't want to be the only people who are implementing the programs that we implement. We want to see a sea change in how services are delivered to all persons with disabilities. 
And so we have worked very hard to become a teaching facility. We are the outpatient clinical site for the UIW School of Physical Therapy's new pediatric residency program that trains doctors of physical therapy to be specialists in pediatrics. We are a clinical site for UT Health San Antonio's occupational therapy program. Texas Women's University's OT program, St. Augustine's OT program, uh, several of the other UT health systems throughout the state um, have approached us. We also are a learning site for Our Lady of the Lake University's speech and language pathology students and their social work students. And residents from Children's Hospital of San Antonio often do a part of their community resource program there. Well, it's a shame you don't have too many partnerships, Barbara. I mean, maybe with a little more time, you'll get out I there more. We'll, we'll get a few more. Get a we're, few we're more. Working well, that's wonderful. That yeah. is wonderful. Uh, so the, those are the universities. So tell us about your collaboration with the local school districts. Well, school districts are up against a a wall when Mm -hmm. it comes to kids with the most extreme needs because the mission of the schools is to exit literate, independent, good citizens. And what we discovered early on is that schools for teachers do not teach how to deal with complex needs. They, They teach about all disabilities and prepare the new teachers to recognize disabilities, but they don't really drill down into what each disability requires, what the impact of disabilities is, what the methodology is. And therapists don't get specific training in this area, nor do physicians, which is why we enjoy our relationships with the, with the young doctors. And so what, you know, what our goal is, is to pull all of that together and in the, offer the schools what they need, which is they choose what they need. Mm-hmm. We want someone to come in and actually evaluate the student and teach us what to do. Or we need someone to come in and teach our teachers as a group. Or we'd like to have, we would like to have our teachers visit you and watch your methodology. Whatever a school district feels they need, we will try and do. We've gone to schools and helped them design classrooms. This is the type of environment you need to create. Um, We want to be there for the school districts, especially the rural school districts that might have only one child with the needs that are so extreme. And their OT may come once a month on a Thursday, and their PT may come twice a month on a Tuesday. And so it's really hard for them to build teams and provide comprehensive services. So we try and support that and and teach that. Mostly now that happens at our clinic because that is a good environment for people to learn Uh, Several school districts contract with us to do independent assessments, and we work very closely in collaboration with their own staff so that their staff is learning how to do those assessments. Yeah, good, good. So glad you're helping local school districts. Nobody probably knows better than you, considering that's where you started. started. So that's wonderful. Well, I know you're antsy to tell us about your new location, which uh, was just a dream come true, I'm sure, for you. So tell us about your location at the new MAC. Well, we have worked four years to make this dream a reality when the idea 
of a, quote, one-stop shop to provide comprehensive holistic services was presented to the community in 2018. We knew right away that we wanted to be a part of that. We knew that, and so did the other 50 or more service providers sitting in the room who heard this idea presented by Gordon Hartman. And, but it wasn't a given. We had to prove that we could be successful. We had to prove that we could contribute. We had to prove that we knew what we were doing. And so we worked really hard for four years to earn that spot. And um, with great joy, a year, about a oh, let's see, we're in about two years ago, two maybe a year and a half, when we were finally chosen. Then it was about okay, th- this is it's going to happen. Now, how do we make this happen? And our team was so excited that we were presented with a, a basic idea of this is what your clinic could look like. And we immediately said, well, this is what a clinic could look like, but this isn't what we want our clinic to look like. And so the entire team worked with the architect. They designed every inch of our new space. They, it, they thought it out carefully. We were out in the parking lot of our previous home with markers chalking things off. How big should it be? How, you know, every detail was planned by the staff. So the first time that they saw it, which was not until about January 2022, um, when we were all wearing hard hats and, and got to go out and see it and they were just bowled over by the size and, and oh, here's the room we decided this would be in and here's the room we decided that would be in. Mm. We're happily there now. Um, we moved in. Uh, it, we opened August 1st, 2022 with 40 families. We now serve 110 families. Wow. And the wow. referrals are coming in daily. That's so. I bet so. Well, your website invites people to come by for a tour. So can anyone come by? Yes. Okay. We prefer if someone give us a call first, just so that if we are too busy, that they haven't wasted their trip. But if they're in the neighborhood and they want to stop by, yes, just come by. We're at 1333 on the third floor and just come in and we'll give you the cook's tour. Well, good. Good. Barbara, how can the community support y'all? I mean, financially, volunteers, uh, how does that happen? Yeah, all of the above. Okay. Volunteers, we have volunteers that help us on a day-to-day basis, performing not the treatments for children, but interacting with them, helping us with setup and breakdown of sessions, disinfection, laundry, uh, just supporting getting equipment and bringing it back and forth. We also have administrative volunteers who help us with front office work and reception. We have fundraising volunteers. We have volunteers who help us with marketing and social media. Our website does have a place to sign up to volunteer. Good. Good. Well, we've got just a few minutes left, and I'd I'd love to hear, if you have one, a a story about a a client. I have so many that it was hard. Time for one. It was hard (laughs) to think. It was really hard to decide. A mother of a little girl was driving by Team Ability, and she had some old equipment, and she saw a wheelchair on the billboard. Mm -hmm. And so she came in to ask if we could use the equipment. And when I said yes, 
she asked who we served and why. And then she said, would you see my little girl? She has severe disabilities and she gets no help. This little girl was so complex and had so many needs. And you could, she, you could barely touch her. Visual impairment, sensory processing disorders, medical fragility. That her mom was thinking she would not be able to keep her mm-hmm. at home with her. And so we enrolled this little girl, and we worked really, really hard with her sensory processing and helping her to process touch, helping her to not dig at her skin continuously, helping her to communicate and to learn how to express her wants and needs without scratching at herself. In the nine months that she has been coming to Team Ability, she is putting on weight. She's eating better. Mm. Her mom smiles and doesn't cry all the time. It again, it's miracles that we that we make happen. We're not a miracle, but but she is one little miracle of of a little girl who might have ended up in foster care had That's her right. mom not just happened to stop by mm-hmm. one day because she saw the billboard. Wow. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. That is awesome. Praise the Lord. G- give us the website for Team Ability for our listeners. We are www.teamability.org. Okay, teamability.org. Org. That's great. Right. That's great. Uh, Barbara, let me offer a word of prayer for you before we depart our program today, and thank you again for joining us. Thank you. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for Barbara, for Team Ability, for Barbara's vision of starting this wonderful nonprofit in San Antonio that's meeting the needs of, uh, of those that are challenged physically, intellectually. And so we just pray for her and the ongoing efforts uh, that she is doing at Team Ability, and we're just uh, so grateful uh, for our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Well, Barbara, Barbara, thank you for sharing with us today about Team Ability and uh, all that you do. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today for our show. We're always glad when you've joined us. You can catch our episodes anywhere you get your podcasts or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio's website, uh, bhfsa.org slash Together for Good. We'll be back next week for another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. God bless and take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.